Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Forever News! In today's episode, we've got some stories to talk about. In case you aren't subscribed, you definitely should do so. Subscribe down there, hit the bell to get all notifications. That way, you'll always be notified and get the Forever News. I got all the scoop. Definitely subscribe, hit that bell, and enjoy. Okay, people, so we got a story regarding Forever News. In case you missed it, pretty big and significant update for the show. We'll be talking about that. We got a ton of stuff to talk about regarding My Hero Academia, including the latest update with the film and uh, what's happening with it coming to the West so that we can watch it in theaters over here, alongside a little more updates on the success of the film over there in Japan, and a little bit of drama that's recently went down regarding the latest anime episodes and something to do with me, unfortunately, but we're going to talk about that. Oh yeah, and also My Hero Academia's latest episode, or last week's episode, uh, big, big success, and we'll talk about it all. We got some U.S. manga sales the top selling manga very very big stuff we're going to talk about that one alongside the top 10 selling series over there in japan of manga for the week we got the weekly shonen magazine author comments you already know how i get down with that one we got a big update regarding eden zero uh yeah a few days ago it finally happened netflix we're going to talk about it big update regarding the inuyasha spin-off sequel anime yashihime princess half demon and an adaptation that's happening with it yeah. We got a Demon Slayer Hinokami Chronicles game trailer. Major, major backlash and outcry regarding the Cowboy Bebop live action and in particular a video that was made by the actress behind Faye Valentine and yeah, a lot of people are very upset with her. We'll talk about it. Huge, huge historic moment right here people like this is pretty freaking big jump recently released an app where they're releasing an app and it is going to be monumental and potentially a game changer for the industry for creators that want to get into creating manga we're going to talk about it this is big we of course got the top 50 best-selling manga of the week got a very interesting pokemon announcement regarding an app that was created that is going to have everything you could imagine uh for pokemon we got a big baki hanma update for the upcoming baki anime. A little update regarding Attack on Titans creator Hajime Isayama and his continued work on the series. We got the weekly Shonen Jump author comments. We got an update regarding those One Piece We Are One shorts. A comment from the creator of One Piece, Eiichiro Oda himself, regarding something interesting that's being done with the latest three volumes of the manga and the connection and yeah, really interesting stuff. Small little update for the Boruto anime and some cool official art that was released and big update regarding Two Your Eternities anime um continuing and yeah people those are the stories we have for today's episode without further ado let's jump into another exciting episode of Forever News! the only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related and we don't bore you we get into it let's do it no matter how you
Okay, people, so for starters, in case you missed it, a few days ago, I released a video talking about that Forever News is now available on all podcast streaming services. So Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you can get your hands on podcasts. Yeah, it is available there. And after I released that video, we skyrocketed from, I want to say we were like number four or five, all the way to number two. We've been sitting at number two, which is humongous. That is insane. And I am so thankful for you guys' support on all of this stuff. Again, if you want to listen to Forever News on podcast streaming services, it is available now. Just go over there, check it out. The latest episodes are usually released on the podcast streaming services within a day of them coming out here on YouTube. And also because some people are mistaken, like my whole video catalog isn't going to be available on there, just the episodes of Forever News. And in case you don't know, I differentiate the Forever News videos from everything else by having that red breaking news banner. So you guys know it's Forever News because I've seen some people saying like, oh, you know, when's the World's Over video going to be out there? Like, it's only episodes of Forever News, and usually these episodes are like 40 to 50 minutes an hour sometimes. So, yeah, that should kind of clear things up. But thank you again, number two, baby, for anime and manga podcasts on Apple Music. Insane. And we're like number one in like a whole bunch of places. Ireland, Jamaica, the Netherlands. Like, it's amazing. You guys are incredible to say the least. Moving forward, we got huge. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Huge news for my Hero Academia fans in particular, people that want to see the latest film that is currently in theaters right now in Japan, World Heroes Mission. Well, it is coming to the West two movie theaters in October. Let's read. This article courtesy of Crunchyroll says, My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission comes to theaters in October. Get ready to watch the latest My Hero movie, Larger Than Life, on the big screen. Funimation announced today that they will be bringing My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission to the big screen in regions around the world this autumn. Funimation previously hosted theatrical screenings of the series to other films, My Hero Academia Two Heroes and My Hero Academia Heroes Rising. My Hero Academia World Heroes mission premieres in Australia, New Zealand and South Africa on October 28th and in the United States, Canada United Kingdom and Ireland on October 29th. The film will be available to watch either with English subtitles or English dub and tickets for the screening go on sale on October 1st and screenings will also be held in Scandinavia Brazil, Mexico, Chile Colombia and Peru. More info including release dates will be available in the near future but yeah if you are excited and you want to watch this film October 1st you can reserve your tickets and It'll be available in the West, in the United States in particular, on October 29th. But all over between the 28th and 29th, you will be able to watch this film. And that's really good, considering the film just came out here in August. So September, October, only a two-month delay, man. I remember when it would be a year or two, we wouldn't get them at all over here in theaters. So the fact that it's only a couple months away, not bad. I mean, don't get me wrong, part of me feels a little bitter. 
Um, but you know, that's a different story and I'm bitter regarding, you know, production and all that other jazz. But yeah, either way, I'm definitely going to go watch that film regardless because like, yo, I've heard some mixed things about it, but I've heard a lot of people say the ones that do like it, that it is very good. And in general, um, yeah, I've, I've watched the other two. So why not probably go with my family as well? Have a big movie outing for it. So October 29th, United States, My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission. And while we're on the topic of My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission, according to this, it says My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission leads at number one at Japanese box office in anime films fourth weekend. My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission went plus ultra last week and becoming the highest grossing My Hero Academia anime film in theaters in Japan but this weekend it pulled off another plus ultra feat being number one at the Japanese box office in its fourth weekend. This is the first time the film has been number one in its Japanese run so it took four weeks but ultimately they went number one. The film made 204 million yen about 1.85 million dollars over Saturday and Sunday with 128,000 tickets sold to become the number one film in Japan for August 28th, 29th weekend. In total, as of August 29th, World Heroes Mission has brought in 2.4 billion yen, roughly $21.43 million on the back of 1.81 million tickets sold, making it the highest grossing My Hero film ever in Japanese theaters. It's only around $7 million away from being the highest grossing film in the franchise worldwide. So maybe Major congrats to My Hero Academia. Honestly, I could see it reaching that definitely with the 7 million. Like, it hasn't even come out of the United States and all these other places yet. It's getting that. Probably in the United States alone, it's going to make maybe 10, 15, I'd say, because My Hero is humongous absolutely going to do that so big big congrats to it again i'm not the happiest about it because i feel like it definitely uh, conflicted with the schedule and broke up maybe some staff members and they had to divide teams and all that stuff to create this film which kind of hurt the anime but yeah at the very least that's how i feel because yeah they could have took a lot of that manpower and put it on the tv anime which brings me to my next discussion now over the weekend i was met with a lot of criticism and a lot of backlash over the video that i made regarding the my hero academia season 5 latest episode with toga so more recently a lot of anime companies are hiring and having a lot of overseas animators mail in stuff like hey you know you in brazil you in chile wherever you're at you animate the storyboards and whatnot send over the animation and if they like it they'll keep it in if they don't they won't you know put it in or sometimes there's time constraints and because of the video that i made in case you ain't watch it go watch it a lot of people were very very upset with me a lot of people said that i was spreading misinformation because according to them i don't know anything about anime and manga or the anime industry for example they accused me of not knowing that uh, this episode and and this anime in general they be working on the episode up until they hand it in even though since 2013 if you check back i've been talking about majority of anime that they working on the episode until they hand it into the broadcast tv networks it's documented eight years back at the very least i've been telling you guys that that's the case so how don't I know that? My whole thing about it is, for starters, one, if they had the animation in their hands, Studio Bones, and they didn't use it, and they said, oh, well, we ran out of time or whatever, then that is with intent, because that's what purposely means, with intent, not using the animation. On top of the fact that these series are planned months out in advance, right? They have the storyboards ready and all that jazz. So it is not my fault that Studio Bones, the people in charge, because that's who my beef is with. My beef is never, ever with the animators. My beef is never with the people that are breaking their backs and killing themselves to create this beautiful work. 
Like, why would I even come at them? My problem is with the higher-ups that are making this shit uh, obstacle and having these horrible conditions. Like, it's kind of crazy that people were sticking up for Studio Bones, the people that are slaving and giving pennies to these animators. Not once did I say, yo, these animators suck their shit or anything like that. My problem is with the higher-ups that are cutting things out and making them have ridiculously horrible time constraints to create this stuff. So if it didn't make it in time, it's because of them. It's because of the higher ups not the animators that are creating these beautiful pieces of work and a lot of people misconstrued it try to use basically bad faith arguments against me to say that i was spreading misinformation no it is factual that they had the animation in hand because they mismanaged their time and decided to add filler episodes and uh, you know extended flashbacks to the endeavor arc and all of this other bullshit they ran out of time and whether it be that they chose not to use it or they didn't have enough time to clear through because it was sakuga whatever the case may be they purposely because purpose is with intent did not use that animation but again you know people are going to have their agenda and their prerogative to basically attack me and say that i don't know anything about the anime industry when a lot of the things that they are saying is things that i've been saying for like seven or eight years and how bad the industry is and everything but you know carry on let idiots be idiots it was just really ridiculous the amount of attacks and people saying hey this one person that they drew a couple of pieces of animation one time and mailed it over to bones knows more about it than you even though the only people that really know why the decision was made to not use that animation the piece of toga fighting that looked really good that was unfinished or whatever is the people in charge at studio bones the directors and producers them not you not me so yeah um i just had to address that because there was a lot of people saying you're spreading misinformation you're clickbait no you think you fucking know everything and you don't know shit end of the day they had the animation in their hands if they ran out of time or whatever it is that's their fault and they should have managed their time better i'm not blaming the animators they're freaking amazing i'm blaming the people in charge at studio bones and if you're defending these studios the same type of people that'll pay people two dollars for some viral animation then you're the problem but yeah i just wanted to address that uh definitely had to get into my rant mode for that because how dare people try to say i'm spreading misinformation and trying to have animators attacked when not once did i blame the animators it's the people in charge at studio bones and lastly while we're talking about my hero academia big news apparently last week's episode not sunday that just passed but the previous week um it once again outdid one piece it did a 4.3 to one piece is 4.1 and that's insane because one piece has been on an insane high so my hero academia right now is exploding i have no doubt in my mind to be honest with you that there is going to be a continuation of some sort like my hero academia is being lifted up to being what naruto used to be the contemporary really popular shonen battle series like we've had anomalies like demon slayer and you know what jujutsu kaisen is but i feel like shueisha jump and everybody involved really have positioned my hero academia to be that so big shout outs to my hero academia there um let's move forward to talking about something else <laughs> yeah, it's crazy they you know always promote hey protect people's mental health protect the animators mental health but you know it's okay to attack youtubers that are just giving information based on what they know and what they yeah whatever okay people so next up we have the top selling manga in the u.s for 2020 and i want to say it's by like author so like it's an accumulative number of let's just say for example hiro machima it would be fairy tale eden zero all of the volumes sold for that author combined because while some of the authors all i see is one series i think that's because that's all they've you know had put out there while the other ones they have like a bunch of them but taking a look at the list very very interesting at the very least because at number 20 just edging it out is yoshi Hiro Togashi, who did Hunt the Hunter and Yu Yu Hakusho, 118,019. 
Queen, Hiromashima, all of his collective works, Rave Master, Fairytale Eden Zero, Fairytale Andrea's Quest, 121,000. Moving up, Atsushi Okubo, Soul Leader and Fire Force, 127,000. B-Stars, 128,000. Toilet Bound Hanako, I did not expect that one to be selling like that, 130,000 at number 16. Number 15, Sugumi Oba, who did Death Note, Bakuman, and Platinum End, 132,000. Uh, the Legend of Zelda, which I've seen them promote that a lot, 162,000 by Akira Himakawa, 13. Eichiro Oda's One Piece, 189,684, which that's not too bad considering, you know, a lot of people always say One Piece was botched and never had a chance in the U.S. I think a lot of, especially what a lot of content creators online do, making all these One Piece videos, we've gotten a lot of people into One Piece, and this definitely would be a lot lower if it wasn't for the backs of a lot of people just pushing how much we love and adore the series. Uh, number 12, one from One Punch Man, Mob Psycho. He did 200,000 clean. 11, Haruichi Furudate from Haikyuu 220. Wow, Haikyuu outselling One Piece and One Punch Man. U.S. numbers, baby, for 2020. Uh, number 10, Kentaro Miura, 220,000 Berserk. Number 9, Hirohiko Araki, which is very, very awesome to see. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, 223,000. Because I remember there was a lot of skepticism on bringing the JoJo manga over here because they were like, well, is it going to really sell well it flopped in the past when they tried to put out part three many years ago and the fans proved them wrong and said no we love this shit and yeah we're supporting it number eight akira toriyama from dragon ball and dragon ball super 228,000. number seven Mind you, it's been over for quite some time. Masashi Kishimoto's Naruto, 230,000. That's not including Boruto, if I'm not mistaken, because he's not the author technically until like chapter 50-something. Um, or, well, it's not even official, but yeah. Uh, Hajime Isayama at number 6 with Attack on Titan, 236,000. I thought that number would be higher. I expected Attack on Titan to be at least half a million, just being honest, because it's been a bonanza. But I guess by 2020, it wasn't as popular as it was, let's just say, 2013, 2014 when season one came out um number five top five baby kaiyu shirai the promised neverland with 243,000. uh number four sui shida tokyo ghoul still selling wow i did not expect this one 250,000. top three uh this one I i'll explain why i feel like yeah i understand this one being up there number three junji ito with uzumaki gyo tomi and smashed 250,000. for whatever reason i always see junji ito works at any manga shop i ever go and they always have it like in a special place like yo this is you know some real big shit you should be buying every time i go to any manga store that is why junji ito is up there and that's also probably because junji ito works sell people like even if they don't necessarily like manga they love horror stories and junji ito is a master a master at telling stories so or scary stories you know horror stories so shout outs to him then top two very very interesting uh koyoharu gotoge is demon slayer doing over double what junji ito's work did for number two 557,369 copies of demon slayer and coming in at number one yeah, the, the fandom, very, very loud. Kohei Horikoshi's My Hero Academia with 1,055,010 copies. Absolutely crazy. So My Hero Academia in 2020 sold a million copies in the U.S. I know in comparison to Japan, you know, it doing millions upon millions is not as big. But for the U.S., we've come a long way. I've told this story multiple times that it was, I want to say, let's just say about seven or eight years ago, the numbers leaked for like volume sales in the U.S. and I remember a Bleach volume doing like 500 copies first week and I was like what 500 copies like yeah that, that's great for like an independent creator that's 
insane for an independent creator. That's Bleach. That's one of the biggest manga in the world. What the hell? To see numbers have come a long way. I think a lot more anime and manga fans nowadays are actually supporting and buying this stuff. So good shit on them. And yeah, that was the top 20 uh, selling manga and authors for 2020. Next up, let's cool off a little bit with the Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. So we got eye contact and I'm going to just read this. Probably this will be the only time until like maybe down the road if I get into it. But I've been hearing a lot of people talking about eye contact from Kaya Tsukiyama said, my heart's a flutter to be back in the magazine again. Please give this a read. Shout outs to this author back in them. You know, whenever you get back to potentially being able to reach your dreams, it's always a good thing. So shout outs to him. I want to cover this one Muneyuki Kanashiro the author of Blue Lock that's gonna be huge calling it uh I found it's already huge I'm not calling shit actually <laughs> I found Koji Miyaguchi and Masakazu Suzuki's manga the delinquent boys who cannot cut the cake amusing okay sounds dope Nakaba Suzuki author of the seven deadly sins and four nights of the apocalypse I purchased the Glenn Farsius wine commemorating the Resident Evil franchise's 25th anniversary but I can't drink it since that would be a waste don't drink fam like yeah you you're you talk a lot about alcohol i've noticed like that's a serious situation yeah i'm just gonna send positive vibes towards this gentleman because he talks about drinking quite a bit george morikawa author of hajime no ipo said i pray that the vaccine will work holy shit yes um i think majority of people do that that's that's wild i didn't expect that one like i never read these beforehand by the way i always go in blind but shout out to george morikawa absolutely i want everybody to stay safe and protected so yeah um wow oh so we got another creator for that eye contact manga hiroaki igano said looking forward to being back in the magazine after a long while so maybe they're a duo that they've done manga before in the past i'm imagining then we got hirobashima creator of eden zero fairy tale i'm watching the eden zero anime now finally thankfully uh, said i should stop messing around and take studying coloring techniques seriously is what i continue to think to myself fam you do a million and one things like nobody's gonna look down on you for slacking on one area of life when you're like dominating the world like do you hito no worries. Ken Wakui, author of Tokyo Revengers, said, before the Tokyo Revengers anime had been announced, Hiro Shimono had said he wanted to be in it, and now I too would love to hear him in the anime as well. Oh my god, man, the Tokyo Revengers anime, oh, it's so freaking amazing, I love it! And lastly, wrapping this bad boy up, we got... The legend himself, Atsushi Okubo, author of Fire Force and formerly uh, Soul Eater. It rained pretty much the whole Oban holiday, so I wasn't able to go bike riding. I instead made progress on Rainbow, Inside, and Little Nightmare 1 and 2. Are those video games? I'm not sure, but shout out to Atsushi Okubo. And yeah, people, those were the weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. Always a pleasure. Next up, like I previously mentioned in my weekly Shonen Magazine author comment segment, Eden Zero Anime now officially out. It's been out for a few days now at this point, but Eden Zero Part 1, the first 12 episodes, dub and sub, is now out on Netflix, which means that they're probably going to drop, I'm guessing, the next set of 12, maybe three months after this. I'm imagining probably maybe like late October-ish or something like that. We'll probably get the next set, which I hope so. I don't want to be waiting a hundred million years for this. I'm enjoying it so far. I think I'm like five episodes in. I've been taking it a little slow, but I read the manga a while ago when it first started coming out and I was caught up for a while and yeah, it's good so far. I love the little cameos of like seeing Natsu and Lucy in there and yeah, it, it honestly feels like so far and again, it's refreshing my mind that it feels like fairy tale, but so far just done better. So shout out to Ido Mashima, uh, Eden Zero now out on Netflix. If you like Hiromashima's work, you like fairy tale, you like uh, Rave Master, uh, yeah, 
Go check it out. I'm enjoying it. Moving forward, we got a small update on the Demon Slayer Hinokami Chronicles game. We got an article courtesy of Crunchyroll that says Demon Slayer the Hinokami Chronicles trailer previews Rui Boss Battle. Oh, I love boss battles from CyberConnect 2. Uh, Sega revealed a new trailer for Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba the Hinokami Chronicles during GamesCon. And while it isn't a long one, it does offer a peek at one of the boss battles. And of course, Demon Slayer Hinokami Chronicles comes out PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, S, and PC via Steam on October 15th oh my god i cannot wait honestly this is right now and i know there's probably a billion other games you're gonna say for that well what about this one with that one I'm, I'm an anime gamer kind of guy like i like really good ones though don't get me wrong i'm not like oh give me the trash ones no like i like some pretty good anime fighters especially from cyber connect 2 so this is the only game that you know within the next few months of 2021 that i'm actually really really looking forward to i'm really highly anticipating it because i love storm i was just recently like i don't know maybe a few days Days ago, I was playing Storm with my nephew, and I know the mechanics are very similar. And yeah, we got a Rui boss battle fam. Very few companies can do boss battles like CyberConnect 2. Like, their boss battles are bar none some of the most awesome and fun to play and a little difficult at times too so i'm very very excited for a trailer looking bussin yeah i can't wait moving forward yashihime princess have demon fans aka fans of the spin-off anime spin-off sequel to the inuyasha series well apparently they're doing a manga adaptation of it according to this it says shina takashi who did zetai cotton children will start a manga adaptation of the yashihime princess half demon anime in the upcoming monthly shonen sunday s issue 11 out september 25th and uh yeah from the image i mean it looks all right i ain't gonna lie the character designs do look a little bit different from the anime but uh, <laughs> you gotta roll with the punches i mean remember boruto at the beginning of the manga and where it's at now um super for the most part toyotaro had that down pack but usually when another artist comes in to do the art it's going to look a little different unless they're really trying hard to mirror the original author's image and i want to say there was even a little bit of backlash like people were criticizing the art of his characters so the author that's going to be doing this adaptation came out and showcased a drawing collage of all of Rumiko Takahashi's different characters that they've done throughout the years because in case you don't know author of Inuyasha has had hit upon hit series from uh, Ranma one half to Inuyasha to Maisani Koku like yeah Rumiko Takahashi has had a lot of hits and this author in particular went and did like an homage like yo look I know how to do these characters don't worry I got this now I'm not saying I'm gonna be checking out this manga just to be honest with you because I'm still behind on the anime and I think I'm gonna stick with the anime whenever I decide to get back into it because I've been like damn I got to get back into it and i still haven't but yeah if you're interested yashihime princess have demon manga incoming maybe you want to add it to your inuyasha manga collection although basically it is boruto essentially of inuyasha okay people next up we got a very big story coming out of the cowboy bebop live action announcement now the actress that plays faye valentine recently came out with a video because there was a lot of backlash a lot of people were like oh my god what's all this diversity going on here we don't like who's playing faye she don't look like faye all of that stuff so the actress daniela came out and addressed the fandom that was criticizing her with this video i just wanted to address a couple of things that sort of keep coming up in the comments amongst fans first i wanted to apologize to the fans that i did not anatomically match the Faye valentine character um six foot double d size breast two inch waist you know they looked everywhere for that woman and they couldn't find her it's kind of weird so they just went with my short ass i know Am I right? You know, there was talk about like, can we put Daniela in a time machine and maybe give her different parents so she has different genetic information to sort of make her look better? 
it proved to be too complicated. And the other thing I wanted to bring up was I want to apologize that the outfit I'm wearing is not exactly what she wears in the anime. You know, we tried, um, but doing stunts in tissue paper, things disappear, they rip, sometimes it just got lost. Anyway, like I was saying, that original costume, uh, they made a couple of them, but like I said, they got sort of slurped up in my various crevices, never to be retrieved again. And as you can see in the video, basically she was being sarcastic, and a lot of fans really, really got pissed off about this. Like, yeah, ridiculing us, this is what a lot of Hollywood actors like to do when we, you know, give backlash towards them. I'll be honest with you, my expectations for live actions, and this is not about Cowboy Bebop, it's just live action adaptations in general, have been so low for so long long that as long as they do a semi-decent job I might be impressed now I'm not saying that I'm going to be a big fan of this adaptation I'm not saying that hoorah it's going to be amazing but my expectations are ridiculously low now with that being said she could be a fantastic actress big example like I remember back in the day I was not the most fond of what they did with a casting choice of who they casted to play L in the Netflix live action adaptation I was like yo Lakeith Stanfield great actor but like yo you know L is supposed to be some European dude like it's not going to match what the anime and manga originally you know described the character as and and Lakeith Stanfield, hands down, bar none, destroyed that role, did a phenomenal job. He was the best thing about the Death Note live action for me. So, yeah, I'm actually open to, okay, maybe she doesn't look exactly like Faye Valentine, but maybe this actress could nail it. I'm going to give them a chance because at the end of the day, first of all, it's coming out one way or another. Second of all, who knows? Maybe it could wow us. If not, it'll just go in the pile of all of the other live actions that we just disown and act like didn't happen, right? But, yeah, honestly, like, I get why the fans will be upset. Like, hey, good don't look. Look, but I also understand like yo this social media shit gets to people sometimes yes she has a big role to play Faye, Faye Valentine maybe she got bread off of that but at the end of the day they're still human beings and when people are constantly coming at you criticizing you from your looks to who you are as a person it's gonna get to you and you're gonna clap back at some given point so I understand the video not saying that it's right not saying that it's justified honestly the best thing to do in situations like that especially on a major scale is kind of try your best not to react because the moment you react you're just gonna feed into the flames but yeah i don't know i'm not necessarily looking forward to the cowboy bebop live action but i'm not going into it with like hatred or anger or all oh, this is gonna be shit because then even if it's decent like you're not gonna like it because you're going in with that mindset i'm going in with yo it might be terrible it might be i we'll see what happens we know what live actions are but i'm gonna give them a chance but yeah fam people will piss okay people next up this news right here is huge i feel like this could potentially be revolutionary or at the very least you could learn something from this if you're aspiring to create manga or comics or anything in that field because what shonen jump just announced and i took a look at their trailer it was actually interesting as well they're doing something pretty freaking big and possibly even revolutionary now earlier today as a matter of fact i got a message from somebody asking me like yo i don't know how to draw i really want to make manga i have a lot of ideas of how to write how do i go about doing this like what what do you recommend as the next step this could potentially be a help i'm not saying exactly it's going to solve the problem i'm not saying that this is going to be the best thing in the world but at the very least i like this idea and i think it's somewhat innovative because according to this it says shonen jump plus app presents world maker a service that lets users create their own manga without having to draw using default backgrounds effects characters etc and it also says world maker will also be holding a contest in which two winners will be able to get their work drawn by shiro usazaki 
Sasaki or Koji Oishi and will be published in Shonen Jump Plus's app. So not only is there some opportunity there, if you make some banging ass shit, they might actually rock with it. But even let's just say if maybe their presets and everything isn't the greatest, like, yo, I want to draw my own characters. Like, I have my own ideas. Their presets aren't great or whatever. They still have a bunch of like, and this is just me giving you a pro tip. Sometimes you, you could do these things like, okay, boom. I don't necessarily want to create my entire manga using their app or anything like that, but they have a whole bunch of effects. It could teach you the effects. You would take their damn effects. It could also teach you about page layout, how to, you know, create the manga, how to have the pages, or you could even copy and paste so that way you have the page layouts in front of you. Like, there's a lot that you could take from this, even if it's not going to solve necessarily your problem of needing an artist to draw the characters because maybe, again, the character designs aren't the best or whatever the case may be with that, you can still get a lot from this. I always try my best to help out artists because I'm very passionate about it. I think you guys deserve the world because art is, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful things out there. Like, I just really love and appreciate art. And I think creating art, whether it be you're writing a story, you're drawing, whatever it may be, if there's some tools out there that I can help you with, I'm going to do that. And I think that this is a great, very... I want to even argue potentially revolutionary idea that could help. Again, even if it falls out and it's not the biggest thing in the world, it's still something that I would highly recommend at least taking a look at. Like, you never know what you could get from it. Effects, page layouts, character designs, whatever it may be, you could learn something from this. And again, there's a little bit of opportunity in there as well. Again, it's a Shonen Jump Plus app called World Maker. I want to say I'm not sure if it's available on the English app store or not, but, you know, you get a quick VPN or you create a Japanese iTunes account however you can get your hands on it go do that moving forward we got a couple more top selling lists for starters we got the top 10 selling series of the week we got at number 10 fire force dope stuff with 99,000. then above it we got diamond no ace or ace of diamond with 103,000. oshi no ko i have no idea what that is black lagoon Ooh, did the creator release a new volume or was it because of the press release recently maybe some of the issues that the author's dealing with a lot of people felt like went out and supporting it i'm not sure what's going on there but coming in at number seven with um 122,000. number six jujutsu kaisen 136,000. number five uma musume cinderella gray what the hell is that 164,000. number four kaguya sama love is war that one is an interesting one I, I watched a few episodes of the anime i liked what i saw number three blue lock blowing up 196,000. coming in at number still don't even have an anime yet out uh number two my hero academia 245,000, and number one by a landslide damn near three times no almost four times the amount as number two tokyo revengers 978,000, almost a milli yet again this week which the sales aren't the greatest for the most part throughout this list like usually there's a few in the mills but this is still a great list and at the end of the day tokyo revengers baby shouts out to them ken waka we doing it big and now taking a look at the individual breakdown for the top 50 uh let's see coming in at number 50 so far again we made the mistake last time but 50 to 41 i don't see any tokyo revengers here Dr. Stone still holding on at number 47 with 23,000 this week. Uh, nothing that I'm really too familiar with on here so okay we move forward then we got 40 to 31 it is all tokyo revengers nope number 33 is not but uh, everything except 33 is tokyo revengers again that anime doing its work uh 30 to 21 again oh my god from 40 to 30 no 40 to 21 only one other volume is not tokyo revengers everything else for freaking 20 volumes is tokyo revengers god damn that is so crazy and then 20 to 11 i'm looking there's still like half the list is tokyo revengers what is going on here ken wakui must be going to his bank every day like 
what, what nani like like the, the, the how much money i made again because that's where the authors mangaka make their bread and butter is through manga volume sales then the top 10 my hero academia still hanging on rounding off the top 10 with 64,000, bringing it to 597,000, almost 600,000. uh number seven fire force volume 30 85 oh, okay so that's how fire force uh, landed in the top 10 because they released a new volume dope stuff there Blue Lock Volume 15. Okay, they released a new volume, 95,000. Black Lagoon, boom. Okay, that's why it skyrocketed. They dropped the new volume finally. It feels like forever ago since they released one. 118,000 in sales. Not bad at all. There, there's a cult following that is always going to support Black Lagoon. Shout outs to them. And number one, Kaguya Sama Lovers War Volume 23 with 153,000. Again, that's a very interesting series. Like, imagine a Death Note type of, you know, mental battle between two people trying to expose the other one for liking them like it's an interesting story and yeah that was um interesting top 50 but goddamn tokyo revengers again again you should be watching moving forward a very interesting story especially pokemon fans you might get a hoot out of this one um for pokemon uh, apparently there's an app that's been created we're gonna read the article in a second again courtesy of crunchyroll but yeah apparently nintendo created a pokemon app that's gonna have just like a shit ton of stuff that you would want from pokemon nintendo launches pokemon tv switch app in the u.s US. Nintendo has officially announced the launch of the dedicated Pokemon TV Switch app in the US eShop. Pokemon TV will serve as the hub for Pokemon media on the Switch, such as hundreds of episodes of the Pokemon anime, as well as animated specials, along with dedicated programming such as Pokemon trading card game matches, video game competitions, along with training tips too. The junior category includes sing-along songs, nursery rhymes, and more age-appropriate Pokemon content for the youngest Pokemon fans as well, with new content and programming added on a periodic basis holy shit like you know you've eclipsed your own damn medium when like you're getting things like this like there's no dragon ball app out there fam you're not getting a dragon ball app and that said dragon ball is one of the biggest anime as well but pokemon is on a whole other like it's it, on a different stratosphere if you have your own damn app on the switch it's not even a part of like you know let's just say an anime streaming app like it's just the pokemon app that is crazy and if you want your pokemon fix maybe you want to watch some of the anime maybe you just love pokemon like that this is definitely up your alley and of course if you have a switch moving forward just a small update for the baki anime next baki anime series launches on netflix in september the japanese netflix anime twitter account revealed yesterday that baki's fight will continue on in september only a month away the next season of baki titled baki hama and subtitled son of ogre will see the character do his best to beat the world's number one fighter his father so if you're a baki fan definitely go check it out i really want to go back and finish the baki anime the old anime because like all the new baki stuff looks great but i'm not caught up and i'm not sure if you need to be caught up or not but i'd rather watch all of the original stuff i remember i started watching it and i was really enjoying what i've seen so far but like i was watching it on like youtube and shit Ooh, i shouldn't be saying that but yeah like i couldn't get it via legal method so yeah i had to basically you know do what i had to do to watch some of it and i want to watch some more so i'll probably go do that at some given point go back watch the old baki anime so then i could watch some of the stuff that have been released over on netflix because i heard the last one was good and now we got this one which i want to say that's been his dream all along right to go and defeat his father now he's fighting his father i gotta see that okay next up just a small update on hajime isayama i'm sure a lot of people have been wondering hey what's going on with isayama since he finished the attack on titan manga a bunch of months back at this point i want to say it's been like about five months since attack on titan mangas ended oh my god it's been five months since attack on titan manga ended oh 
Holy shit. But uh, Isayama recently dropped off this illustration. It looks like it's Levi and he's with his elbow dug into Eren's back like he's giving him a back massage or he's a chiropractor with Mikasa behind them. And I'm not sure why she has her hand up like that. Maybe she's about to give him the next work. And it says TS Care Salon. So maybe like he's at a some sort of salon let me see Let, let's read it says a sacred place was born again in hita city it is a manipulative and nail salon run by isayama's cousin takachan if you go you may be able to hear stories unique to your cousin t's care salon oh, okay so he drew this to promote his cousin's salon that he got going on which that is really really awesome shout outs to isayama's cousin and shout out to him doing something like this so isayama seems like he's just chilling you know using his massively popular title to promote his cousin's salon why not and honestly it looks like a pretty cool drawing and yeah um i wouldn't mind having my back done that shit looks oh i bet Eren is gonna feel great after that right and i bet his cousin is allowing isayama oh every day you want free back rubs and all that shit go at it have at it fam you just gave me i don't even know how much money's worth of promotion with this little drawing right here okay people next up we got the weekly shonen jump author comments for starters we got yusei matsui the author of elusive samurai he said jump has gotten a lot younger and nothing makes me happier than competing with young creators for the cover hmm, that's interesting so has the rap game now that i think about it i wonder why um then we got naoshi komi who did the one piece one shot about vivi said i had many dreams when i was young of being a member of the straw hats and going on adventures a hearty congrats for reaching 100 volumes if you don't know naoshi komi is the author of nisekoi and one of their dreams apparently was to work on one piece or be a part of one piece so shout outs to them having their dream accomplished i really gotta read that one shot um hito oda creator of one piece said an old short story of mine monsters has become a voice comic on youtube please check it out oh shit that's right i want to go check that shit out like i wonder if it has subtitles i hope it does because i really want to go check that out uh kohei horikoshi creator of my hero academia said i want to paint my razor crest model but if i start take it away from me taguchi san <laughs> what Alrighty then Hajime Komodo, author of Marshall, said, Agedashi Tofu, love it. So, big fan of Tofu, why not? Gega Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen, said, In the graphic novel extras, Gakuganji is getting a vaccine, but I haven't been able to get mine yet. I'm scared. Wow, second author now to mention the vaccine. First, it was George Morikawa from um, Hajime no Ippo, and now Gega Akutami. Um, insane stuff, lad. Next up, we got Richiro Inagaki, author of Dr. Stone. This week, we're talking about magnetic core memory. It's a patient stitch of electrical wires going vertically, horizontally, and diagonally. Yo, they always be talking about some wild scientific shit that I'm like, huh? Yeah, oh... Science, science shit, right? Yeah, let's go. Yuki Tabata, author of Black Clover, said, I was feeling run down and my time off was ruined, but the massager given to me by a fan for my birthday is making me feel better. Uh, reading this definitely makes me feel a little sad for Yuki Tabata. I know the life of a manga is ridiculously stressful. They go through hell breaking their backs for us. So to see that he was feeling run down and his time off was ruined at that. So like the you know little breaks that he'd been having because jumping off here and there a week here and what not that he wasn't able to relax that really sucks man uh, sending best wishes positive vibes prayers all of that stuff for yuki tabata get well sensei do your thing yuki kawaguchi author of the hunter's guild red hood highly recommend you reading it support that bad boy looks like i'm getting fan mail and gifts thank you so much it makes me so happy you deserve it 
That shit is hype. Eight chapters in and I am loving it. It is a really good story so far. Uh, Yuto Suzuki, author of Sakamoto Days, said, I've always been bad at card games. I'm bad at any game that requires you to use your head. I'm good at throwing things. <laughs> that sounds like Sakamoto, fam. Uh, Yoshifumi Tozuka, author of Vandana Luck, said, Thank you for the birthday gifts. I'm a year older. I still feel 20, though. wonder how old they are. And yeah, people, that's the Shonen Jump author comments. Definitely interesting stuff. I just want to stress Yuki Tabata, author of Black Clover. Get well. Next up up just a couple of pieces of one piece news for starters one piece we are one scenes one and two are out so you could go check it out see what the hub above is all about regarding these shorts that they're doing because you know it's been a massive celebration for one piece reaching 1000 chapters and soon to be reaching 1000 episodes and yeah now they got these shorts going on so if you want to take a look see what's all about it's out and also hro oda creator one piece recently came out to speak about some connection that happens when you get the latest three manga volumes of one piece let's read this it says Eichiro Oda reveals how One Piece's latest manga volumes connect. With the 100th volume of One Piece ready to hit Japanese store shelves next week, the official One Piece staff Twitter account on Friday shared a video of creator Eichiro Oda sketching out and finishing the combined volumes 99, 100, and 101 covers, though left out what the 101 volume looks like as it hasn't been publicly released as of yet. The three covers combine to create a full image celebrating the journey the Straw Hat crew have been on and where they're going. And in comparison, here's volumes 99. 99 and 100. 99 has Big Mom and a bunch of the Straw Hats on there. 100 has Luffy, Ace. I'm guessing maybe the final volume will have like Roger and Shanks in them. That's what, what comes to my mind. Volume 101 will have maybe Shanks, Goldie, Roger, Odin, maybe? I don't know. That's what that sounds like to me. I could be totally off on that, but that would make sense. And uh, yeah, Volume 100 of One Piece hits Japanese stores on September 3rd. Definitely one that I hope sells very well. Like, it's the 100th volume, fam. They put so much promo into this. I hope it sells 3 million off the bat. Moving forward, just a small, little, tiny piece of Boruto, I guess you would say news. The official Boruto uh, anime account put out an art image. It says Uzumaki Family Summer Vacation and it just looked really awesome and I love to see it especially the whole Kawaki bonding with the family situation. You see Kawaki there. He's having like a drink. Then you got Naruto there eating an ice cream. Boruto in the swimming pool. Wait. Why does Boruto? Oh, that's shadowing. Boruto in a swimming pool. Uh, is that uh, Hanabi? I want to say that's Hanabi, uh, Hinata's sister. Then it's somebody's legs. Maybe that's Himawati. Yeah, that's Himawati's feet. A bunch of ice cream cones. And then the ever so elegant and beautiful Hinata Swan as she looks like she's feeding Naruto. Oh my god, the dreams. <laughs> oh man, I ain't gonna lie. That's the dream life right there. Having just like this huge, beautiful family moment. Shout outs to this. And ever so hard breaking the thought of one day Kawaki will leave them and this whole family unit won't ever be the same again. Okay people and lastly this just in To Your Eternity Season 2 has been announced and the anime is set for fall of 2022 so basically a little bit over a year from now you will get season 2. I haven't watched like the latest couple of episodes to be honest with you after a certain really sad thing happened a few episodes ago I haven't been able to get myself to watch more like I think I watched maybe like one more episode but I was just like I'm too damn sad with this shit. This shit is breaking my heart. So maybe once it wraps up, I'll marathon the episodes, get rid of it, and wait for the season two because this shit is so heartbreakingly sad to your eternity. And then now we got confirmation for season two. So more heartbreaks on the way next fall. And yeah, people, those are the stories we have for today's episode. I'm very curious what you guys think. My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission hitting U.S. theaters October. My Hero Academia, the whole 
drama, I guess you would say, with me. Uh, the My Hero Academia movie selling very well. Yet again, it's like 7 million off from surpassing worldwide sales of all the other My Hero films. And My Hero Academia anime last week beating One Piece again, 4.3 to a 4.1. The top 20 selling mangaka in the US for 2020. The top 10 selling manga in general. The Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. Eden Zero being out on Netflix. Yashihime's manga adaptation. Again, I don't know if I'm going to read that one per se. Uh, Demon Slayer's new game trailer. And just in general, I can't freaking wait for that Hinokami Chronicles game. Only a couple more months. The Cowboy Bebop backlash with the actress that came out and kind of had to clap back at fans. That new jump app, that Shonen Jump app that could be a major game changer for people that are trying to create manga and can't necessarily draw. Big, big stuff. I highly recommend. Go, go watch that segment. If you just skipped over for some odd reason to this, go watch that segment again. Big stuff. The top 50 best-selling manga of the week. The Pokemon TV Switch app, the Baki Hanma anime coming to Netflix this September, Hajime Isayama promoting his cousin Salon using Attack on Titan art, the Weekly Shonen Jump author comments, the One Piece We Are One scenes coming out, one and two, the One Piece creator Eichiro Oda talking about the manga volumes connecting in that final image, Boruto anime's official vacation art, and the To Your Eternity Season 2 announcement, and your thoughts on any of the stories we covered in today's episode. But that's all I have for this one. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. If you liked anything I had to say or enjoyed the video, drop me a like. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you want more from me, make sure to subscribe. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Hit that bell to get all notifications. And if you want to follow any of my other social media, links are in the description below. I'm from the world. And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life. Bye. Have an awesome day. Peace in. And you guys just watched another episode of Forever have an awesome day.